Welcome to Going Back, a rewatch podcast about the television show Lost, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Hydar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Going Back, a Lost rewatch podcast. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? And I'm Olivia Hydar. We're here to talk about a fucking Boone flashback episode. <laughs> I'm actually way more excited to talk about it than that was just a bit. That was a bit I was doing because Boone sucks. And that's the thing. Yeah, I'm way more excited to do this episode about it (laughs) than I was at any point watching the Boone flashbacks in this episode, which are, oh, maybe they might be the low point of the series so far. Yeah. Like a lot of the other flashbacks, you feel better about the people as people yes. i would argue that doesn't so much happen with the first episode we're talking about this week no we're covering episodes 13 and 14 hearts and minds is episode 13 special is the name of episode 14 a boon i guess a boon shannon flashback there is like one shannon flashback at the end yeah that's hearts and minds special a Michael flashback, which that was a breath of well, fresh air. Yeah, and much better episode. Good flashbacks overall. That was what I was thinking of is it's a Michael flashback episode with a Walt flashback at the end. Right, right. Yeah, you don't see Walt that much in it. But no. Yeah, I like that episode <laughs> a lot more than Way better. Hearts and Minds, episode 13. Cursed episode 13 opens with Boone leering at Shannon. Yeah. While Saeed delivers her a gift for helping with the translation. It's a very cute moment. It's a pair of shoes he found on the island. The whole Saeed-Shannon relationship is just a really nice subplot that I always really loved. Yeah. Hurley asked Boone about him and Locke going out hunting boar and how they aren't really bringing any boar back. And you know what? Right. Valid criticism. Yes. You would think at least once you'd want to bring back one to cover your tracks. <laughs> right. Like, just go out and do one legitimate day of boar hunting and then go back right. to looking for the hatch. Because, I mean, I imagine one boar's got to go kind of a long way. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of people. Yeah, but a whole pig? I went to a 4th of July party at the... You ever had Soylent? It's like I've a, not had Soylent. But you know what it is, right? I do know what Soylent is, but yeah. I know the guy who founded that company. He's a very nice guy. He's the brother of a comedian I know. Yeah? And I went to a 4th of July party at his place, and he had a pig roast. And that pig fed a lot of fucking people. It's a lot of meat. So just bring yeah. back one pig. Did you ask that guy why he decided to give his product a name that makes it sound like it's made out of human beings not at that party but prior to that and he just said i get that question a lot no shit he does (laughs) 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 i bet you do he's a nice guy rob reinhardt's i'm sure he's fine so yeah bring back one boar but again lock is he's an obsessive and here's the thing it's good that hurley asked boone about this because boone is boone and so you know hurley can like actually see that he doesn't you know he's like oh i don't know we're, we don't know what we're talking about if he had asked Locke, Locke would have had an answer that would have made sense right i bet so time for a flashback a boon flashback a flash boon as we call flash him in boon. the industry yep a boon back 
Yeah. Hey, look, I'll take a boon back as long as I've seen like a recent STD test and everything. <laughs> like, he's playing tennis with his girlfriend, who looks suspiciously like his sister Shannon. <laughs> and he gets a yep. phone call from Shannon while he's playing tennis. She's in Sydney, Australia. Uh oh. Uh huh. And she's in peril. We know what that means. Yeah. She's in danger. She's basically screaming for him to come help her. Right. But she also sounds loaded. She does. She does. Which, yeah, I think he does jump the gun a little bit in this situation. We're jumping forward a little bit. But he goes straight from phone call from sister in distress, it seems, to directly to the airport to fly to Australia. Did you call the Australian authorities at all? Did you just maybe right. get someone closer by who could just go check on the situation? No. It seems like well, that, he did I not. I will say, this does track with Boone, though. Yeah. He's a weird sister fucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's like his, that's what he's going to do. So back on the island, Boone confronts Saeed about Shannon. And he tells uh-huh. him, leave her alone. <laughs> We're already boning. He doesn't say that, but... <laughs> It's just such bummer vibes. Such bummer vibes. <laughs> and Saeed's like, well, what if I don't? And yeah. Boone's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You'll fucking murder me, won't you? Fuck that. Right. Like, he looks genuinely like, confused as to how to answer that. He's like, fuck. I was in the <laughs> Iraqi army. Yeah. Like, Boone, you really think you're going to be able to, like, scare off Saeed <laughs> this way? Like- With threats of violence. You think you could take Saeed, really, (laughs) Boone? You weigh like a hundred pounds soaking wet. Maybe you'll startle him with your brilliant blue eyes for a second, but it's only going to buy you so much time. They are striking. He's very striking. So luckily Locke calls him into the jungle to look at some fresh tracks. Because he's like, down boy. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Boone, no! Get back here! Bad Boone. <laughs> naughty, naughty Boone. What did we talk about? <laughs> but it turns out they're not looking at fresh tracks, Olivia. No. They're looking at a hatch door in the ground. Lost. Back on the island. Hurley is having digestive issues. Hurley might be my favorite character on the show because he's just there to ease the tension all the time. He's a good time. How is he not your favorite character? He's designed to be your favorite character. He's the best. He rules. He goes to Jack because he's not shitting right. And Jack's like, yeah, I I mean, none of us are shitting right. We're on an island, but... And he asks Hurley what he's eating, and Hurley just lists off a bunch of berries and things. And Jack's like, eat some protein. Jin brings fish all the time. And he's like, man, Jin hates me because I turned down his fish that one time. Yeah. And this turns into this adorable storyline throughout this episode of Jin and Hurley, like, sort of fishing together, but not really fishing together. Right. And it's so good. It's so good. It's great. I mean, Hurley does this really well. I mean, like the Jin Hurley relationship is a fun little thing that they'll come back to occasionally. But him not being able to communicate, is it weird to say it makes him like Chewbacca? (laughs) A little bit. I mean, I think that's a good comparison because the thing about Chewbacca and Han Solo is they do communicate. 
even though yeah. the audience can't understand what's being said. And in this situation, Hurley and Jen eventually, they communicate. They both get Yeah, they come to an understanding. Like, Jen understands what's happening. And meanwhile, Jack and Kate are talking about all these plots and plans around Sun. Right. Assuming she can't speak English. Yeah. And it's like, well, you just tell them you speak English already. Come on. <laughs> Look, I mean, but also this is Secret Island. Everybody's got a million things that it's like, well, why aren't you just saying it? Come on. And they do. They find out Sun has been planning a garden, which is very nice. And yeah. So now they're talking more shit around Sun while she's working on her garden and looking at them like I fucking I hear everything you're saying. Yeah. There are a few moments where she like does like a side (laughs) side glance at them. It's really funny. Yeah, I feel like when you compare, because they eventually find out Sun speaks English. At least Kate does, yeah. Yeah, Kate does. And the way she finds out, it's because she like, she's just talking to Sun, assuming Sun doesn't understand anything she's saying. Yeah. And then she tells a little joke and Sun giggles. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh shit, you speak English, huh? (laughs) And the same thing kind of happens with Hurley and Jen, Mm -hmm. where he's like, there's a rumor that you can speak English. And he goes, your wife is hot. And Jen like giggles. And at no point does Hurley go, oh, wait, you got that. But Jen can't speak English. He can't. No, but it's the same reaction. But only Kate took it to be, oh, shit, you can speak English. Right, right. And sure. I think it's I think it's because Kate has that criminal background where she's yes, always reading definitely. people. And Hurley is just hanging out there for Hurley's a good time. Chilling. Yeah. Making $20,000 bets with kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that scene where he's playing backgammon with Walt. I can't remember if it's in this episode or the next one, Yeah, but it's good. And Walt's like, you owe me $20,000. And Hurley goes, you'll get it. Yeah. And you know he will, if Hurley ever got off the island. Well, I mean, yeah, he will. Hurley wins a lottery, right? He already won the lottery. Yeah, he's that's very what I'm rich. Saying. I just couldn't remember if he actually gave Walt money later on. Yeah, that I don't remember. That's a little spoiler, but that's what's so fun about him saying, you'll get it, is like, spoiler, we later find out Hurley won the fucking lottery before this Yeah, all I think happens. we'll be talking, that'll either be next episode or for us, episode after that. Yeah. So Hurley, like we said, he approaches Jen about teaching him how to fish, and they go off together to do it. Locke and Boone, they're arguing about whether Boone should tell Shannon about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And Locke is like, why would you? Yeah. There's no point to that. And Boone says, well, I'm gonna. And Locke knocks him unconscious with a knife. With a knife. Finally. Which is like the, that's the humane thing to do with a knife, honestly. Could have just kidneyed him, you know? (laughs) Yeah, what if that is what happened, is he just stabbed him in the neck? Then the rest of the season is like, hey, where's Boone? Yeah. Lost. So why was that episode eight minutes long? What the hell happened? But yeah, it's just Boone. Like, why are you gonna tell Shan? Like, you're keeping it secret for fucking Jack. Yeah, and Saeed. You think you should tell Shannon? Yeah. What are you trying to impress her so you can fuck her? Yes, I think again. God, oh, God. <laughs> it's so weird. So <laughs> Locke ties him up. In this very elaborate knot, and he throws a knife in the ground, and he says, when you're motivated enough, you'll be able to use that to cut yourself free. Right. Flashback. Boone has flown to Australia, and he is Mm -hmm. here to 
report Shannon's boyfriend to the police. But the problem is her boyfriend hasn't done anything. And interesting thing, while he's in the police station, Sawyer gets dragged in to the police station. Yes, that is interesting. Is that the first time that someone's Australia flashbacks interact? I'm trying to think the only other time we're in Australia. Like, other than the airport that we're in Australia for a flashback so far has been Claire. And I don't think she sees anybody. Wasn't Jack in line? Yeah. During Jen and Sons yeah, I meant, flashback? Yeah, I, I meant, like, outside of the... Because we've seen them together at, like, the airport. But we've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah, yeah. them outside of Oh, the yeah, no, I think out, yeah, outside of the airport, yeah. Hmm. And I think I skipped a flashback where Boone heads back to Australia to try and save Shannon because she's called him and she's all up in arms saying, come get me. I'm in danger. And then he shows up and Shannon's like, what's up? What are you doing here? What do you need? Yeah. Why are you here? And she's all dolled up. She's going out on town with her boyfriend. Yeah. Boone is just like, all right. And that's when he goes to the police. Well, because she, like, moves her hair to the side and reveals, like, a bruise or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, again, yeah, it's just Boone sucks. (laughs) That's the main problem with this. It's when he's at the police station. That's when we find out they are step-siblings, not full-on blood relation. Because this cop is like... What? So you guys, well, he's saying, I'm using a New York accent for some reason to describe yeah. an Australian. <laughs> to to but, describe so an Australian like, who yeah, kind of so had a British are, accent. You guys are like, uh, <laughs> you're, you're related, you're siblings, but you're not, uh, you don't have the same last name. What's that about? Was she uh, married or something? And Boo's like, I mean, yeah, but that's a separate thing. But no, I mean, like, my sister and I, have different last names and we're related by blood (laughs) yeah it's a very stupid question but also can we travel back in time to when this show first aired yeah dvr was a thing but the internet Mm -hmm. wasn't quite the thing it is now can you imagine this was appointment television at the time absolutely you watched it when it was on can you imagine watching this episode live in the moment and having to use the bathroom so bad that you leave while it's still on and you miss this scene where they reveal that boone and shannon are (laughs) step siblings (laughs) and then you come back and watch the rest of the episode And you see what happens next. That would be such an interesting day at the water cooler at work the next day. Oh, my God. That had to have happened. Thousands of cases of that. There had to have been phone calls. Yeah, or even if you're just zone out (laughs) for, like, a few minutes. Because it's not like it's – they don't reinforce that ever. No, no. They mention it one time and then move on. And if you miss that moment, oh, no. Because it's still kind of, oh, no, but... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Although, now there's, like, apparently an entire, like, porn category that is this. Oh, there probably was then, too. Probably, but porn (laughs) was not quite as expansive (laughs) as it has become. Wasn't the empire it is now. So, Boone, all of that we just mentioned happens a little later. Boone offers Shannon's boyfriend $25,000 to leave. Yeah. And never come back. Her boyfriend says, make it 50000 Boone writes that check right away. Yeah. So we know they're rich, but 
I mean, he was playing yeah, well, tennis. I mean, we knew that anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, we saw him, like, yeah, playing tennis. And, like, we know that his mom, he's mentioned that she's, like, the Martha Stewart of weddings is how he describes her multiple times. Yeah. Which I thought Martha Stewart was the Martha the Stewart, Martha Stewart, of, Stewart weddings. of weddings. Yeah, that's true. Well, Vera Wang, too. She's the, I guess, it seems like she's more the Vera Wang of weddings. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. You could be right. So, yeah, back on the island. This is where Sun and Kate have their interaction, where Kate finds out she speaks English. Yeah. Great scene with Jen and Hurley, where Hurley steps on a sea urchin. Yes. And uh, communication breakdown. He just cannot get Jen to piss on his foot like he wants. <laughs> well, but also him. Jen is like, Jen knows what he's saying. Yes. <laughs> but he's like, no, but I'm, it's not necessary. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And Hurley's just like, no, you gotta pee on it. I saw it on TV. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a cute it's moment. Funny. He keeps pointing at his dick and saying pee <laughs> at it. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, somewhere Saeed is in the jungle trying to figure out Russo's maps, and he's made a little homemade compass. Locke comes upon him, and he's like, what the fuck you doing, man? And Saeed explains, and then Locke tosses him a compass. He says, I'm not really going to need that anymore. Yeah. And Saeed's just like, cool, thanks. And I feel like that should have elicited a few more questions than it yeah. did. Should have been like, what the, wait, why not? Why not? We're all in the jungle. You don't need a, com- do you have a second? Did you find another one? Why not? It feels like at this point, everyone's just used to Locke saying some weird cryptic yeah. shit and then walking away. <laughs> my gut is my compass. Oh, okay. Sure. Thanks. Sure. Okay. Whatever, man. He just tosses Saida's gut. Oh, you know, my gut is where I put boar. So if you could bring <laughs> boar, that would be great. So, meanwhile, Boone is hearing Shannon screaming and all of these scary noises. And sure enough, he finally finds the proper motivation to grab that knife and cut himself free because his his new girlfriend's in trouble. And holy shit, Shannon really is tied up. And he he cuts her loose and they're hearing this monster. They're running from it. Mm -hmm. And it is the absolute most fun these two have been this entire time. It is. It's a really weird moment because I did not expect her to be tied up. No, but also I feel like even when I watched this the first time, I think I knew that this was some sort of vision quest. I just feel like it's kind of telegraphed that it's not actually Shannon. A little bit, yeah. I guess it's like, just why hoping. would she be tied up? Like, it's never really clear why Locke would tie her up. No. Well, that's the thing. That's why I wasn't expecting her to be tied up when I saw right. her. Right. And yeah, she she tells Boone that it was Locke that mm-hmm. tied her up. And then we go to another flashback. And uh oh, Shannon is not leaving her boyfriend, but they are keeping that $50,000. And Boone feels like he's been scammed. <laughs> yeah, he like figures out that this has apparently happened a bunch. And I'm like, dude, then maybe this should give you a clue about your past decisions to just like a puppy dog follow Shannon wherever she goes. Yeah, you would think it would put some things in perspective. Yeah. Instead, Boone gets mad in a fight happens and Mm. shannon's boyfriend punches boone and it sounds like boone's head should have exploded and that (laughs) that boyfriend should have been hit with manslaughter charges but instead his nose is just a little bloody and he walks off with hurt feelings if neil degrasse tyson was watching this scene he would tweet about how scientifically inaccurate it is that boone's head didn't explode like a fucking 
watermelon. He would have destroyed it. He would have been like, his fist is as big as Boone's head. (laughs) Come on. True, also. And so back on the island, Jack and Locke, they're talking about the wild boar and how they're leaving Mm -hmm. the area to avoid the most dangerous predator of all, humans. Which, true. That's probably very, very true. Like I said, I bet if Hurley had just asked Locke, he would have bought that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Jin, very sweet moment. Hurley is back at the, uh, is he at the caves or is he on the beach? I don't remember, but Jin comes back. Yeah, he's at the caves with Michael. Yeah. And Jin comes back and brings Hurley a whole ass fish cleaned yeah the whole bit so cleaned and everything i like that i like that it has already been cleaned that's cute and so yeah even though jen doesn't speak english he and hurley were communicating the whole time and also like we're finally kind of ditching jen's previous character traits yeah that were never the best you know the whole controlling husband thing him kind of finding his peace you know, fishing on this island is like a much better vibe for him. Yeah, with as much as this show is a soap opera, it could have gone such a different way. It seemed like they were setting this up to be like Michael maybe starts a relationship with Son sure, or something. Yeah, and if it had gone that way, ugh, that would have no. been bad. No, that would not have worked at all. Yeah, it would have been a very cliched direction to take it. Yeah, and. This is a lot better. Yeah, I like that No, Jen becomes an all right dude. Yeah, I think they very early on kind of figured out that, no, we should be going for redemption rather than just furthering. Yeah. Like, there's interpersonal drama and stuff, but it's never like that. It's never this whole, like, well, he slept with her and, like, so they're mad at each other or whatever. I mean, except for Boone and Shannon. <laughs> well, there's a little bit of that with Kate. And Jack and Sawyer later well, there's, on. They've got a classic romantic triangle, but it's kind of isolated to that. Yeah. And then they all get their own. Well, Kate doesn't. But, you know, Jack and Sawyer both get other people to, well, one other person to be interested in. Yeah. So meanwhile, Boone and Shannon are seemingly lost in the jungle. Shannon's uh-huh. demanding to know what Boone and Locke have been doing this whole time. And he tells Shannon about the hatch. And as mm-hmm. soon as he does, the monster comes back. And, oh, man, bad times for Shannon. We see yeah. her get picked up off the ground. It seems like she is in very serious danger. And then it's off to flash. Yeah, she kind of gets dragged away or whatever. Yeah. It's necessarily vague because they've never revealed the monster and they're definitely not going to do it in Boone's vision quest. <laughs> right. And there's still so much more that needs to happen between Boone and Shannon Back in Australia. So, of course, we cut back to Flashback Town and Boone's at his hotel, and Shannon comes back all hurt because her boyfriend stole the money from her, too. Wow. Shocker. Yeah, who could have seen that coming? And she's all hammered. She tells Boone the reason he brought the money to her because he's in love with her. Yeah. And he's like, What? No, no, uh, no, I'm not. And then they have sex. Yeah. It's pretty sexy. They do. Pretty hot? Uh, I don't know. Again, no. imagine missing that one quick reveal that right. they're step-siblings. And then you that one crucial line of dialogue. <laughs> Come back to this. You're like, what the fuck is this show? You know what? I think I would have liked it better if they actually were brother and sister. <laughs> 
It would have made for a more complex storyline. Right, there would actually be almost something there. Yeah. Instead of this. It's just weird and uncomfortable. But that would have at least been like some Game of Thrones shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. She's like, no, face me. Face me. (laughs) That's a reference to the one season of Game of Thrones I watched. Oh, really? Only one? Yeah, I didn't like Everyone talks the same and looks the same, and I couldn't follow it. Sure. So, yeah, there's this whole scene where they bone, and then they have a conversation after. You can tell, even rewatching it now without commercials, you can tell they did it, and then it went to commercial. And Uh then it comes back, and the screen is just black. And Shannon's going... (laughs) Boon, boon. And it turns out the room's not black. They're just like, they are they have their clothes on again. And they're yeah. just like sitting separate. And she's like, look, when it goes back to LA, things should just be the way they were. You know, not like committing barely legal incest. We should just I mean, like, go back to being just, fake brother and sister. It's you the, just something <laughs> about that scene. I think you shame. just summed up everyone's reaction to this <laughs> moment when it happened. <laughs> the the just the shame radiates off the screen. It's like palpable. It's awful. It is. It's a jarring moment in television history. That's for damn sure. It's a very jarring moment. Meanwhile, back on the island, Shannon is fucked up. Whatever got yeah. her got her real good, and it seems like she is a little bit dead because she's dead. Boone. Is, she does die. Yeah. Yes. And. Boone, he finds Locke, and he tries to attack him over Mm -hmm. Shannon dying. And And Locke, even though he hasn't walked in like 25 years, immediately fucking takes this dude to the ground. Knows exactly how to handle it. I bet when he couldn't walk, he would be able to take (laughs) Boone. True. He'd fucking launch himself out of his wheelchair. (laughs) It's just the second scene in this episode where Boone tries to physically intimidate someone who is laughably out of his league. Yeah. Then flashback to Boone or Locke playing a bunch of murder ball. You ever see that documentary? Very fun. I saw murder ball in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Murder ball was great. So yeah. While they're struggling around, Boone is like, it killed Shannon. She died in my arms. And Locke is Uh like, well, how come there's no blood on you? Uh-huh. She died in your arms. And whoops, she's not dead. Yeah. Even worse, she's still alive and still flirting with Saeed. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're being all cute over there yeah. the, by the fire. And he's like, oh, I wish she was dead instead. I fucking wish that bitch was <laughs> dead. <laughs> he and Locke in their little incel cult, like... God damn that I do like that it's like, oh, so that's what it showed you. Like Locke didn't know that he would have to work some weird sister shit out. Yeah. (laughs) And Locke asked Boone how he felt when Shannon died. And he says he felt relieved. And I'm like, same, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but also like, again, just such incel vibes. Mm -hmm. That is such some fucking recruiting shit. And Locke says, that means it's time to let go. And I'm like, if you mean that part of him that wants to bone his stepsister, then yeah, I agree. Let that go. I think it lost. Boom. (laughs) T minus. They actually play like a 70s porn guitar riff at the end (laughs) of it this time. It's very strange. I think T minus like five episodes until we don't have to look at Boone anymore, I think. Yeah, his time's coming. His time is up. 
So now it's on to special. A Michael yeah, flash- better episode. Yeah, Michael flashback episode. I like this. Starts with Michael looking for Walt. Meanwhile, Charlie approaches him to see if he's seen Claire's luggage. It's like, right. read the room, Charlie. One of you is looking for their own child. You're looking for someone's luggage. And Charlie's yeah. just like, yeah, I don't know. Where's Claire's luggage, though? Can we focus? Can we focus on Claire's Please, luggage? Please, I need Please. to read her diary. Yeah. That's a weird storyline that's coming down the pike right now. It's just, you know, Charlie, again, he's at least cuter than Boone, so I'll let him get away with some goofy shit, but he's also a little bit of a puppy dog for Claire. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is a Michael flashback episode. The first one we see, Michael and Walt's mom are shopping for baby stuff. She's pregnant with yes. Walt. They're engaged, it seems. And uh, he's an artist, but he's he's willing to get a job to support his family. Yeah, in and, construction. Yeah, so they're having that talk, and that's, that's all we see at first. Yeah. Back on the island, Locke is pursuing his biggest obsession on this island, which is teaching Walt how to throw knives. He is <laughs> bound and determined to teach this kid how to chuck a knife into a tree. Yeah. And look! Walt wants to learn because he's a 10-year-old boy. (laughs) And this is where Michael really, really gets under my skin. Because, for one thing, Boone does teach Walt how to throw a knife. Like, he's Mm -hmm. like, visualize it, which, if you look into, like, Locke does. Boone could not. Yeah, Locke, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I need Boone. Boone, Imagine Boone teaching Walt how to throw a knife. Okay, so, like, imagine that that tree is your sister. And you just (laughs) gotta get it in her. Did you ever see that video of the shooting instructor trying to show a little girl how to shoot an Uzi? And she, of course, (laughs) loses control of it and immediately, like, mows the guy down. It would have been that, but with knives. And also, if you haven't seen that video, find it. Oh, man. I don't know that I want to watch a video (laughs) of a little girl killing a man. They cut it before she actually shoots him. But it's like the whole time you can see it coming. It's like, what? Yeah. You're going to let her shoot that gun? You're going to do that? That's stupid. It's crazy. It's crazy. He deserves to die, but she doesn't deserve to have killed him. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's going to be bad for her. Yeah. So, yeah, and it works. Walt figures out how to throw a knife. and Because he's like telekinetic or something is what it's implied. You know, Locke tells him to visualize, and we find throughout this episode that when Walt visualizes something happening, it happens. Right. Seemingly. Yeah. But also, that can't be too great of a power or else now Walt is the main character of the TV show. (laughs) Yes. And so this is one of the scenes where Michael really gets under my skin because while everyone's excited about Walt having pulled this off, Michael shows up and confronts Locke and he's like, you taught my kid how to throw a knife, man. Back home, I'd put you in jail. And it's like, that is a very valuable skill for your child to have in this situation. Yeah. Like just Uh, knowing how to use a knife in general Mm -hmm. would be so valuable in the situation they're living in. And he just wants to keep this kid so sheltered and it doesn't make sense. Why? Well, I actually, I think what this episode does really well that the show really needed to do was, I think it contextualizes his and Walt's relationship in a really good way that kind of explains a lot of Michael's contradictory behaviors. Because so, like, before we know the full 
extent of their relationship and how that has gone back and forth over the years. Like, we have seen him act like he is burdened by having a kid and doesn't know what to do and feels like maybe he doesn't want to deal with the kid. And we've seen him be, like, way super overprotective and taking extreme control over the kid. And these two impulses kind of clash against each other. And what this episode does really well, I think, is thread down the center of that. We kind of see how you might arrive at these contradictory behaviors. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, while they're arguing about this, Boone attacks Michael for some reason. Yeah, Boone's wilding out. His sister's been giving him the blue balls for two weeks. (laughs) He's got to get the energy out somewhere. And, of course, Michael just punches him in the face and puts the kibosh on that. Yeah, I mean, like, we can put Michael on the list of the many people who can physically dominate Boone. (laughs) Yeah. And, meanwhile, Locke is kind of parenting Walt and Michael both at this point. Yeah. Because Michael is, he's on that, oh, man, he's just a kid, man. You can't show him knives. And... (laughs) Locke is like, your kid has been through more stuff than most people will endure their entire lives. Right. You're going to have to take that into account before mm-hmm. just assuming, well, he's a kid. He can't do anything. And Michael's just like, Poof, no, I yeah. don't. And Locke's fucking, he's laying it down in this scene. Yeah. It's a good episode for Locke being perceptive about people. He does seem to have an understanding of these social dynamics and knows how to play them so that things kind of work out a little bit. Yeah. Also, lost. We just now get to the... So now flashback, Walt's mom, uh uh-oh, got a job in Amsterdam, and she wants to take Walt with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael is understandably not into it. Yeah. I would say this relationship is not the healthiest that I've ever seen depicted. Even in that first scene where they talk about how she doesn't want to get married and she's kind of commitment averse, at least for him. And yeah, yeah, I think he overreacts because he's Michael. He's kind of a hysterical guy, but it does feel like he's definitely right that it's shitty for her to just kind of abscond yeah absolutely yeah it's it's a bummer of a scene you feel bad for michael because there's not a whole lot he can do even if he wanted to be like well i'm gonna follow you to amsterdam he doesn't have the money for that he's not gonna be able to follow her to amsterdam it's just a empty empty claim so yeah back on the island saeed shannon and jack are talking about the maps and they think maybe that the maps show a location on the island right. instead of it being a map of the island itself. And while they're trying to do all of this Mr. Wizard shit, <laughs> Michael's like, no, I got the fucking plan. I'm going to build a raft and we're going to escape yeah. on a raft. It's like, do you yeah, see where you are? <laughs> no, you're going to die on a raft. Yeah, we're going to raft across the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, like, I think he makes a good case. He does seem to have at least the technical knowledge required to actually pull it off. Well, to build a raft, yes. Yeah. But to build a raft that will navigate the Pacific Ocean. Sure. That's a different thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, he needs some purpose. It feels like Michael <laughs> has kind of been like, he feels very impotent, I think, right now. Locke is fathering his son better than he is, and he's not able to contribute in the ways that he wants to. He needs to do something. Did you catch when Michael finds Walt reading that comic book in Spanish? Yes. Walt says, osos polor. Oh, yeah. Polar bears. Polar bear. Yeah, there's polar bears in the comic. I remember that from the message boards. That was a thing. Oh, yeah. Walt was a huge subject on the message boards. Yeah, he's he's a mysterious character. He is, and he has to stay mysterious because he is 10 years old and they're on a TV show (laughs) that airs every year and (laughs) moves in real time. And so he has to kind of disappear. It's just the funny thing about the Walt plot line is like they put too many eggs in the Walt basket, I think, because I don't know that you're going to be able to pay off psychic kid yeah or whatever is going on with Walt. yeah but i like it i mean i love that that's that like mystery texture stuff that is so fun about lost yeah is it bad that i find this next scene so funny there's a flashback michael oh yeah it is funny it's a good scene michael is on a payphone call to walt's mom and i believe she's uh-huh. in amsterdam by this point which that's yeah that's a spendy call. And, well, he called her collect. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Then then it's not that expensive. Right. And he finds out that she's dating the guy who hired her for that job in Amsterdam. Yeah, because <laughs> that dickhead talks to her while she's on the phone and she had said it was Michael. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of blows it. Yeah, he blows her spot up. I will say Brian blows it the most in this episode he's yeah brian sucks brian's a piece of shit that's michael's what was her name i think it's susan it's susan or so it's an s yeah i can't remember exactly and so he's on the phone with her and he screams at her that he's coming to get walt and then slams the phone down and walks out into the street and immediately gets hit by a car yeah it's good (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) yeah it's a good one that's a thing that they do at least a couple times on lost the immediate shocking hit by it's kind of like that scene from fucking meet joe black remember when brett pitt gets hit by the car like over and over again anyway does it? yes i do i don't (laughs) anyway (laughs) it's just a funny moment it, it also is. happens at the beginning of this anime series called Zombieland, so I mean, it's really funny. <laughs> so back on the island, Michael really is trying to build this fucking raft. Charlie, yeah. meanwhile, thinks Claire's diary has been stolen by someone. And it has. Sawyer has it. He took yes. it. Yes. I love, love, love the part where Sawyer's holding the diary up. And Charlie, brilliant tactical move. Sawyer is much <laughs> bigger, much stronger but also has a very visible knife wound on his arm. So Charlie just punches Sawyer in that knife wound. And he, of course, immediately drops the diary. He drops the diary and then wrecks Charlie with his his movie (laughs) punch. But still, Charlie has the diary back. It's a good scene. And and I like that, you know, Sawyer's acting like he's reading it on the beach right then, but he hasn't. And I like that Charlie gets indignant about Sawyer reading the diary, and then we find out that he reads the diary. Yes. Okay, also, listeners, sound off in the comments. Here's a quick poll. Sadder, 
breakup? <laughs> Shannon and Boone last episode or Walt and Locke this episode? Because Aww. Locke does basically just break up with Walt. At yeah. one point, Walt and Michael are building this raft. Walt's like, I'm going to go get fucking water. Because he sees Boone and Locke go off into the jungle. And mm-hmm. Michael's like, will you bring me some? And Walt's like, fuck you, Dad. And he heads off into the jungle to talk to Locke. And Locke's like, listen, it's not you. It's me. But <laughs> we can't do this anymore. I can't see you anymore, bud. And Walt is not happy. No. It's very sad. It's a very sad moment. I, I like it, though. It's a good example of Locke kind of knowing how to take the temperature of a social situation. And speaking of people knowing how to take the temperature of a social situation, Michael finds Locke talking yeah. to his child and literally threatens to kill him. Yeah. He says, I will kill you if I see you with my child again. And Walt is like, hey, you're a jerk, dad. Yeah. You're, you're a big jerk. And that calms Michael right down. Just joking. Of he course. Grabs, grabs Walt's mysterious Spanish language comic book with the polar bears in it and chucks it in the fire as if there might not be clues to what's happening on the island in that thing. I know. Didn't he read the official Lost Guide? There might be clues in there. Did he you not throw read, away anything. Did he not read the Finding Lost book? Exactly. Come on, man. Get with the program. No, it is funny. I think it's revealed that that was Hurley's comic book. Oh, was sure. it? Yeah. I guess that makes uh, sense. But Michael's a huge asshole. I like that Locke takes the blame for Walt. He doesn't say, well, Walt was coming to, you know, I was actually just telling Walt to not talk to me. He's like, well, actually, no, I I was going to give him this as a peace offering. Like, he's not trying to make it seem like he knows better. He's trying to extend the olive branch. Right. Meanwhile, back in Flashback City, Michael is in the hospital recovering from his car accident. Seems like he's about to leave and Walt's mom shows up unexpectedly and I had the same question Michael had did you bring Walt did you bring the kid so his dad could see him no she did not and no that sucks yeah she's kind of a jerk like I get that yeah Michael maybe was kind of a mess he was like an artist who wasn't really you know working very much but like come on man he doesn't deserve all this she also, though, on the bright side, tells him she's going to pay all of his medical bills. Sure. So it, yay, yay that, to that. Yeah, but, like, that feels shitty. It feels like a payoff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it especially feels like a payoff once she also mentions, oh, but also Brian, who is now my new husband, or is going to be, he wants to adopt Walt. Yeah. Which, harsh. Like, why do you yeah. have to? While the kid's actual dad is still alive. Like, isn't it enough to just be the one who's there providing? Like, why do you need to get the fucking government involved? I understand, like, there are lots of reasons why people would want to adopt a stepchild. No, of course. That's fine. But it is just so... shitty to Michael. Yeah, it's shitty for Michael, and and it's especially shitty because there's no reason why he has to be removed from his life like that. It's just really sad. And so, back on the island... Walt has disappeared into the jungle with his dog. And, of course, Michael needs Locke's help to find Walt now. And so that all unfolds. We see Vincent run off into the jungle. And then there's another flashback where Walt, he's like Walt's age now. And 
his mom and his soon-to-be new dad, or his, I think it's his dad by now, right? I think they got married. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's adopted. And they're all hanging out, talking about Australian mm-hmm. law and shit. And mom just starts feeling a little sick. Right. And in that moment, a bird flies into the window and yeah. hits it so hard that it dies. It's a very weird moment. Yeah, well, and I think it's supposed to be the bird that Walt was talking about reading about for his project that he's doing he's like doing a project about oh yeah uh, animals of australia and so he was talking about this bird i think it's supposed to be the same one you don't get a clear enough image but they do linger on a picture of a bird in the book right but yeah it freaks them out and apparently mom is dying yeah it's very weird and then cut to brian who is walt's new dad showing up at michael's house to tell him yeah susan died turns out she had yeah. some kind of weird blood disorder again michael's like did you bring walt he's like nah right. he's back home with the nanny it's like god damn it yeah just let this guy see his kid please <laughs> well but at this point it's been like nine years it's like he said he's like you're more of a dad to him than i am yeah but also it comes to pass that turns out brian really doesn't want to be walt's dad yeah, this sucks. He was just kind of doing that so Susan would marry him. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it. Shitty guy. Which really makes the whole adoption storyline strange. Yeah. Because did she force it on Brian? Maybe. Yeah, it, it might have been partly that and partly just him being like, whatever it takes to get this lady's pants, I guess. Yeah, that's such an extreme step. Just to get in like someone's pants. Cute. Yeah, she's cute, but she's not, I'll adopt your child so we can have sex cute. I mean, Jeez. very few people are. Yeah, I don't think anyone is. That is a bridge too far. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm just going to say and it. And then, like, for him to just be like, yeah, so uh, I left the kid in Australia. Here's play tickets for you to go over to Australia and pick him up. Look, he freaks me out. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, he's like, look, man, Walt's fucking creepy. Yeah. Things happen. When Walt's around. And it's like, hasn't Walt been around all the time? Like, what do you mean when yeah. Walt's around? But he's like, yeah, I don't want your fucking broken ass kid, man. <laughs> Basically, he's like, yeah, I would like to make a return. I think I have the receipt here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, we're cutting back and forth between Locke and Michael looking for Walt. And Michael's flashback, which is him mostly like meeting his son for the first time in years and being like, Hey, I'm your dad. And kids like, I don't fucking know you. I'm not going anywhere with you, which we find out he did go somewhere with him. That's why on the Island. And I like that. Michael is like, he knows that he could very easily be like, yeah, Brian didn't want you. So I am going to take care of you. But he knows that telling him the truth, would be a lot more painful than just taking the fall and just being the bad guy. Yeah. And that, I think, really explains a lot of their weird, complicated dynamic over the last few episodes, like over the whole season so far, where it's this push-pull thing where clearly Michael wants to be Walt's dad, but at the same time, he's trying to, like, keep him at a distance emotionally and this is the episode where he realizes that that can't sustain itself yeah meanwhile back on the island Locke and michael find walt Mm -hmm. and he is getting the absolute goddamn business from a polar bear which almost looks like a fake polar bear and i don't know if that's well 
the show it was well i know it's fake but was it just shitty cgi at the time or was it yeah just i think so but also there's definitely the because we're on an island with smoke monsters there could be fucking hologram polar bears too well that's the thing there's definitely a hint that he conjured this polar bear in some way in the same way that he conjured the bird or whatever but whether the bear existed in the physical plane already or Walt created him, I don't think that's ever resolved. It also – Oh, really? Because they explain so much about the polar bears. I know. Well, they do. <laughs> oh, but then like yeah. – You know. I mean, look. It's lost. <laughs> it's all going to be a little fuzzy. But yeah, I don't know. It definitely was a CGI polar bear though and it was going hog wild. But yeah. also it's resolved so quickly. Yeah, it all works out. Obviously, Walt wasn't going to get mauled to death by a polar bear. Would have been crazy. Yeah, on network television. Would have been a fascinating moment in TV history. But In like the mid-season premiere. Yeah. (laughs) But instead, it's fine. And we cut to Charlie. And Mm -hmm. he is reading Claire's diary. He is voraciously reading. It looks like he's on page 208. Right. And he gets to a point that is just so interesting that he can't help but tell people, which had to take a lot of courage on his part. But also right. in the moments leading up to that, did no one look over at Charlie and go, hey, what book are you reading? Because there was just all that hubbub oh. about Claire's diary. And now what is that? Is that War and Peace? Is yeah. That Watership Down? What is that? It might be. Maybe he borrowed it from yeah. Sawyer when he hit him in the arm. But uh, no, he's reading Claire's diary and he finds this entry about a dream about a black rock that she can't escape from. Ooh! So he rushes over to tell everyone about it. And they're like, you were reading Claire's diary? That's crazy. Also, how long had she been keeping that diary? Because he either skipped ahead or he had read all of it because that was like current events. Did he read it from the back? If I were Charlie... (laughs) And I was going to read my abducted crush's diary. (laughs) I would start from the point where she met me. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like that. And is it Sawyer who mentions that? He's like, what? Do you just want to know what she said about you? Yeah, he does. Because obviously, yes. (laughs) Yeah, because he never really explains why he went down this rabbit hole wanting her diary anyway. He's just like, oh, I I think we need it. Maybe we need it. Yeah. You are everybody. stuff about it might have information or whatever. I don't know. I'm going to read your diary. <laughs> so, yeah, if people recall, Russo was also talking about a black rock. So, yes, now everyone is up in arms about that. But before anyone can even pursue it, Locke and Boone are in the jungle and they hear a rustling sound. One of them says it might be Vincent while the other one looks like they're pulling a a weapon. And uh, good thing they didn't react like Kate and just hurl a fucking rock in the direction of that rustling because turns out it's Claire lost. (laughs) What? It's a good cliffhanger. It's a good ending because it's about the point where, because you hear people saying, oh, yeah, well, we lost the trail, so we can't find Claire. But it's also kind of like, is no one looking for Claire anymore? Like, you've just really given up that fucking hard? And just when that feeling starts to wash over you, here comes Claire. 
She's back. Right. And it's only been like four episodes. I mean, it's been exactly four episodes since she was kidnapped. And that's a long enough time where it seems like this might be a big deal. It could be permanent. Who knows? Yeah. But it's not long enough that when she does come back, it's like we're kind of annoyed, wondering what's going on with the Claire story. Now we're getting some forward progress. Yeah. So that's it. Those two episodes, I did not put in the notes what the next two episodes are. But, I mean, we're going in chronological order. Yeah. Everybody? It's the next couple episodes of Lost. It's the next two episodes of Lost is what we're covering I think on the next two numbers episodes Numbers is of Lost. one of them. Yeah, we have passed the midway point after the last episode. Yes. Yeah, because there's 25 episodes season one. The last episode is a two-parter, I believe. Or maybe yeah, even yeah. three? It's a three-parter, but it's a classic lost three-parter where it was one episode was part one, one week. And then the next week, they would do part two and three as the two-part finale. Right. So, yeah, that's our episode. Do we got anything to plug before we get out of here? Conspiracy the show, if you're not listening to that. NSA is going to be on your tail. Just yeah. telling you right now. We're on ours. Yeah, they are. Because we also don't listen to it. We host it. So <laughs> take it from us. I guess and, we listen to it while we host it. Yeah, and that's that's enough. <laughs> Unless you're at home, then, I mean, because we've like put all kinds of work into it before that point. You're getting right. it fresh. So you're going to want to listen like three or four times each episode. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Preferably from like a different IP address every time. Just yes, really, you know, different apps. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that stuff. <laughs> different age brackets, different course, ethnicities, yeah, yeah, yeah. different genders, all of those things. Yeah, you should have at least a half dozen identities for listening to our podcast. Right. This one and Conspiracy the Show both. Exactly. Also, read my Substack, adamtodbrown.substack.com. There's stuff on there that you can read. I write it. Uh, Olivia, do you have anything to plug? No. Well, that was easy. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.